Welcome back to another episode of Genuine Ground. It's Mackenzie. It's Sarah. And we are back again. Yet again. Yet again. For another episode. Yeah, we've gotten... These are flying by. These are flying by. I can't believe this is episode... Uh, 17? 17, 18? I don't know. I think it might be... 17. 17. Wow. Thanks for carrying along this journey with us. 17 whole weeks. We love y'all. We love y'all. Family has formed. I think you've seen us through some good moments, some bad moments. We've been all over the place, that's for sure. It's been an emotional roller coaster. Emotional roller coaster to have this podcast. But <laughs> I mean, sometimes we record episodes and we're like, should we have said that or should we have not? So, mm-hmm. but that's the whole thing about this podcast is we are truly genuine. Mm-hmm. And we, we start, record, finish, you get what you get. You get what you get. We don't edit anything. No, someone was asking us that earlier. And yeah, I, <laughs> it's, Sometimes there's some pressure, and then we're like, what do we even just say? But and then we're like, should we cut that part out? <laughs> we don't. We, we don't. We let it be. So, I mean. But I feel like for today's episode, we had a lot of conversations in the past few weeks, I would say. Yeah. Kind of just talking about what you want versus what you need. In terms of relationships, because obviously we didn't really mean for this to become into a dating podcast, but honestly, dating is just a big part of our lives right now. Is yeah. Being two single girls, um, and especially two just like within a pandemic, I mean, no right. one's really out. I mean, we're out, but we're not like always <laughs> meeting people, honestly. Okay, we're still in a pandemic. Like, let's right, just right. put that out there. For sure. But um, Sarah and I talked a lot about finding guys that you either really connect with or mm-hmm. just guys that you really like the connect like you, you like the idea of maybe or right or like you like you can entertain them as a friend or mm-hmm, maybe true. they don't get a spark or mm-hmm. or they're like the perfect person on paper but you're just not feeling it and I think I don't know after talking to my mom too about mm-hmm. you know in our therapy um yeah therapy episode I feel like there's a big difference between someone that is in a relationship that can be mentally healthy for you mm-hmm. and maybe is truly supportive of you mm-hmm. and, you know, really just a great person for you in your life and you're very compatible. But sometimes um, that person might lack, like, the spark. Yeah. Which if is, that makes sense. It's hard to get past that. And I think a lot of relationships start off by, oh my gosh, we have this intense spark. Mm-hmm. But then they might lack the... Mm-hmm mentally um health side like someone supportive and compatible yeah compatibility do you feel like the spark is typically both sided or do you think sometimes it tends to be just very one-sided I think it's both because I think that you can tell if someone else is interested Mm -hmm. like you can feel it yeah but I also I know some of my friends have said that they felt like the spark was there and then they get ghosted so it's like clearly it might not have been there for the other person kind of thing which is hard yeah, I mean, I don't know though. I mean, I think also t- sometimes a spark can occur when someone makes us feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And like if someone intimidates us in some way, we might feel a spark because it's interest. It's, it's interest. The chase. Yeah. And so I think maybe that can cause a spark because sometimes True. I, t- uh, when I was talking to my mom um, and we were talking about, you know, okay, well, I like feeling butterflies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she mentioned that it's really just like anxiety and it's like the science of your brain of you just being stressed out. I feel, doesn't that make you feel so dumb? <laughs> You're like, why? I'm like, yeah, but I think a part of, you know, dating is mm-hmm. 
I mean, a lot of people like to be around people that challenge them mm-hmm. because that's also part of a relationship. Yeah. I'm also trying to think too about what the spark entails for me. I feel like it usually entails I'm very physically attracted to them and mm-hmm. I'm just feeling such a connection. So I think that's probably a big part of when maybe someone's perfect on paper, maybe you're just not as attracted to them too. So you don't quite feel a spark. And I think that could be part of the spark. Not necessarily the whole component, but I think that that can be something that really lacks and it's hard to get past that. I also think though with dating, well, at least like right now, or I mean, we've talked about like meeting people on the dating apps. Mm-hmm. If you go out on a date with someone, maybe let, let's just say three times, mm-hmm. you really don't get the chance to know that person and to know if you're compatible with that person because... Mm-hmm. You hardly even get to know them, honestly. Yeah, you don't even have much time to talk. What is that? Probably like three hours of talking. That's nothing. Right. And I feel like some people that I've known for years, Mm -hmm. I would know if I'm compatible with, but it's literally taken me years to understand who they are truly as a person. So true. Yeah, because we've just grown so much. Wow. So, and I think so too. I mean, like when you first start dating someone, it's, you are chasing that spark, mm-hmm. but I also, I mean, do you think that sparks can create, like there can be a spark created over time? I think so. I, I feel, I haven't ever experienced that, but I've heard a lot of people say that maybe they didn't at first, but they grew to have that spark form. Do you think that happens often? I feel like a lot of times, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of times people don't let they or they don't give the option to see the spark if that makes sense right like, like they're they not open they don't to let it. it grow yeah yeah and they kind of shut it off yeah but at the same time what I get conflicted on is should I be giving this a chance to maybe see if that develops or am I just leading them on if you know right. you're not feeling it you know so it's a really tough balance and I think you have to be very self-aware of where you are and also try and see where that person's coming from too Obviously, the most ideal relationship would be someone that gives you that, where you feel that spark and that chemistry, but you're also compatible and Mm -hmm. you can have real conversation and Mm -hmm. communicate with the other person and talk about real things that matter. Mm -hmm. A balance. A balance. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's ideal, but I feel like... (laughs) It seems impossible. It seems impossible to find. I mean, everyone always says like there's a million fish in the sea or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I mean... I don't know. It's kind of like, do you believe in a soulmate? Right. It's very similar, especially just being (laughs) one of the single girlies out here. There are a lot of dates you go on that are just discouraging. Just, I don't know. And it kind of makes you feel like, is, is that balance even out there? Uh, We've talked about this though, where I feel like both of us have gone on dates with guys and we know within the first like 10 minutes if mm -hmm. we're, if they're our person or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I'm trying to get better about, because I know in the past I haven't really been necessarily emotionally open to people, mm-hmm. and so I know that I don't feel it, so I kind of am like, whatever. But I'm trying really hard to be more emotionally open, and so, I don't know, I, I kind of want to be proven wrong someday. I want to like have something grow. But. but I think girls are more, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I feel like a lot of guys, and guys, I'd love to hear your mm-hmm. feedback, but I feel like a lot of guys are more logical about if the girl makes sense in their life. Like, mm-hmm. would mom approve of this girl? Would mm-hmm. she be able to hang out with my friends? Like and there's like, a checklist, like all the, these boxes that they're checking. Right. Yeah. And then, then that's when they see if, or does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Like at the time, like, I feel like guys are just kind of like allow girls into their life as long as it makes sense. And I feel like, mm-hmm. 
what not all guys but I think a lot of guys where I feel a lot of a lot more girls have a lot more emotion that goes into the relationships Mm -hmm. more than logic if that makes sense I would think so I think that even just hormonally and if you think about like sex and stuff too we've got the hormonal attachments as well and I think that that really sparks a lot of the emotional ties and connection Right. Uh, and I'm not saying like guys don't believe in love or right. anything like that, but I also think there are a lot, I mean, I think it's fair to say girls are, tie a lot more emotions to relationships than guys do. Mm-hmm. It may not be so logical and it may not make the most perfect sense, but if the emotion is there for her, at least at fight. first, at least in the beginning stages of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like deciding, do I want to be with this person or not? That's right. Okay. I mean, I think, well, guys too. I mean, I know there's plenty of guys that I know that really just want to hook up with a girl mm-hmm. and they really don't get a chance to know her because they just hook up with her and then that's what they see it as a hookup and they right. might not get the chance to really get to know her. Mm-hmm. And that's why we always say too, like, don't sleep with the guy on a first date. And I think that comes down to, we've already kind of said this a little bit, but emotional availability. Right. Uh, it's hard. Sometimes I feel like I'm very emotionally available in terms of relationships, sometimes I'm just so unavailable. And I don't know. I just, I go through phases. I, for me, I also feel like it depends on the, pers- on the person. Like, do I want to be emotionally available for them? Am I interested enough to open up in a way, kind of? Kind of. I mean, I think that, I don't know, we were talking about this. Like, right now, I feel like I'm partly, like, emotionally unavailable where I just, mm-hmm. I don't care enough to put enough effort into something, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, because I'm so focused on what I'm doing for myself with work and figuring out my own life that I feel like I'm not fully vulnerable for someone else or like can give them enough attention, I guess. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like you shouldn't have to put so much effort into like, it should just, you should just collide and it should just, you know, you should compliment each other. Yeah. Yeah. Finding those boundaries. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it is. I remember where I used to work, I had a coworker who would always like, I'd be dating and stuff, but she'd always be like, are we emotionally available right now? <laughs> and she'd be like, are, like, how are these dates going? Like, what are your intentions kind of thing? And I was like, today we are. <laughs> Tomorrow I, I may not be. <laughs> yeah. And I know I, we, you know, obviously we've gone on dates with some guys from dating apps and things of that nature, but it's kind of like, one, I feel like we don't give the guys a chance or they don't give us not even like give us, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get to know someone long enough because... You just don't. Or sometimes, like, the relationship progresses too fast or they think, like, oh, she's going to want a boyfriend. But they assume. But no one really communicates their intentions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the problem where some people get expectations within relationships because the, mm-hmm. the intentions behind whatever the dates are right, isn't are communicated. Yeah. Yeah. That's why... I mean, I'm trying to be better about being more direct with my intentions and communicating that, but it's hard. But at the same time, you don't want to be the girl that sits down at the first date and, be, and is like, okay, I want a boyfriend. Do you right. want a girlfriend? Right. No, you, <laughs> like, uh-uh. like, you don't, don't do want to sit down with someone on a first date and no. be like, hey, so like, I want to, I want to get married and I want to have kids by this age. Mm-hmm. But I think it comes into play though, if maybe say one person is, per, uh, is like confessing these feelings or something and... Well, that's kind of like when someone DTRs. Oh, God. Yeah. Defines the relationship. But I think it, at the, that point, the other person has to either be like, I'm not quite there. We need to take things slower. 
Or they need to be like, I'm not looking for a relationship, blah, blah, blah. I think that's a good time. Or they're fully you can't, invested. Right. But you can't just stay silent and not show your intentions and make the other pe- person feel like a dumbass. But also everyone hates rejection. So I feel like if someone were to say, hey, I don't want a relationship, mm-hmm. the but, other person could take it as they don't want me. Yeah. But then what's the other choice? Just like ghost their asses or what? I feel like a lot of people do that because I I had it happen one time where this guy assumed I wanted a relationship Mm -hmm. and I didn't want a relationship. I was just enjoying the attention that we were like giving each other and spending time together and I was having fun. Mm -hmm. And if that progressed, okay, then that progresses. But you can also say, you don't have to say I don't want a relationship and then it's just like rejected over. You can also be like, I don't want a relationship, but I like what we're doing. Yeah, I like where this is going. And you can only say that too. I know. That's tricky. <laughs> but I also feel like sometimes it gets weird. Mm-hmm. Like, or when someone says, like, confesses their feelings and is like, hey, well, like, I really like you. And if that mm-hmm. other person's not there, mm-hmm. it can almost get awkward. Yeah. And it can scare you away. <laughs> you can, because also I feel like that one person almost feels a sense of rejection, even though it shouldn't. Because I mean, ideally, you want to share your feelings and have them be mutual. Yeah, of course. That's ideal. But we've all just had so many past relationships that still hang over our heads or blah 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 some reasons why we're maybe a little closed off that it takes us longer sometimes to get there we have to go slow communication's hard man but it's key it's so key it is so key i think we all need to be better about it they also have you heard too like emotionally unavailable people chase other emotionally unavailable people because it feels it's comfortable comfortable Mm -hmm. right and it like ignites that satisfaction in them a little bit like, I think about sometimes, too, I mean, I was, like I said, everyone knows my mom's a therapist and we talk about it, of mm-hmm. just why people are the way they are. But a lot of times people are very familiar with relationships that they're used to seeing. Yeah. So, like, you're used to the love that you're given. Right. In a, in a sense of, like, if you grew up and you watched your family, you know, the way that they show love, mm-hmm. you're going to get comfortable to the way they showed love or shows right. lack of love right you know and that's like I mean? exactly love languages too same thing where that can stick around and sometimes maybe like something stable can be very uncomfortable to you so you just kind right. of totally avoid it and those moments of being with someone who's also also emotionally unavailable just feels good <laughs> like it's weird sometimes like I it's comfortable having a little bit of rejection or like I want it because I feel Mm -hmm. like it's almost a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's so fucked up for me to like want a little bit of rejection. But I feel like a lot of people are that way. Yeah. I'm not the only person that way. And I know that. And it's, but it's also being conscious of it and knowing, Mm -hmm. okay, well, why do I, why do I still have interest in the guys that are emotionally unavailable like what it mm-hmm. like and then it makes me like take a look back at myself and it's like okay well did you like him or did you like the fact that he was six foot right or did, did, did you really like him did you really like him as a person like mm-hmm. did you actually really like him or did you just like the fact that he's ignoring mm-hmm. you and you think it's fun because it's a chase yeah I think another thing that can happen like that too is liking the idea of someone. Mm-hmm. Like for example, say you talk for a long time and you've really built them up in your head and you just are like kind of infatuated with this idea of them, mm-hmm. but then it doesn't necessarily play out like that and you have to find yourself like, man, did I really like this guy or this whatever, you know? <laughs> Do you really like him or would you rather go home with chicken tenders and a milkshake? Depends on the night. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. That's I, honestly a big sign. <laughs> like, would I rather just skirt, skirt and pick up Don's on the way home? <laughs> a lot of times, yeah. I think about it, too. Like, if I'm not hearing back from someone that, like, I'm really interested in, I have mm-hmm. to sit with it and be like, okay, well, like, did I actually really like him? Mm-hmm. Or did I just like the idea of him? Right. Or do I like the fact that he's not texting me back because I feel like he's busy and <laughs> the chase? Right. Do I like the challenge of him? Mm-hmm. Challenge, yeah. Yeah, we all love a good challenge. I don't know. It's hard, but I think... Okay, so there's a TikTok I've seen. Yeah? I mean, for me on TikTok, I feel like there's been so much stuff this year about manifestation in general. Manifesting. What do you you think about manifesting? Well, I think if you talk something into existence, Mm -hmm. it's going to happen or it could happen because you are putting that good energy out there. And also I feel like when you say something or you write something down, Mm -hmm. you see it and then you visualize it and Mm -hmm. then it helps you get to that goal. Absolutely. I I believe in it. I obviously, I don't know if I believe in the fact that if you write down like Brad's going to text me tonight or something (laughs) that it's like going to make that happen. Write down Brad's name three times. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the three, six, nine method. Right. What what is that? (laughs) I think it's, (laughs) I think the three, six, nine is where you, (laughs) I hate that. I'm thinking of the song right now. Um, where you write down their name three times, you write down your, the, the overall intention six times, and you write down like the actual action you want nine times. Yeah. So, so Brad, 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 Brad. Imagine like you. Brad's gonna text me. Brad's gonna text me. Brad's gonna text me. Yeah. Brad's gonna text me. He loves me. Brad's gonna text me. Dude, <laughs> imagine Brad comes over one day and he's like in your bedroom or something, finds a notebook, opens it up, <laughs> and sees his name written down forty-five times. My manifestation <laughs> journal. He's He's going to be like, what kind of witch are you? I got to (laughs) go. But on the... Don't look at the diaries, man. (laughs) Oh my God. Don't look at her notes. (laughs) Oh yeah, the notes on the phone. That would totally happen. But I think... I I do appreciate the idea of manifestation because there was a girl in college who always told me like, you know what? You got to remember your vibe attracts your tribe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. So if you're putting all these like, woe is me, blah, blah, blah vibes out there, probably not going to pull people in and who want to be around your energy and stuff. So I think if you're making an effort to have a very positive mindset, I think that that opens doors for you. Yes and no. I agree and I also disagree. I think because I also think sometimes people are attracted to what they're not, like opposites attract in a certain way. So like if I'm really negative and I'm a really negative person, Mm -hmm. some positive, I might crave positivity or Mm -hmm. something like that. But what what do you get out of life out of being just like a negative person? Like what's, like, what's the... I'm just saying sometimes I feel like, well, okay, maybe you are right. Because maybe some negative people thrive on negativity. Mm-hmm. And so maybe just, the negatives... I don't know. Hey, two, two negatives I, equal positive. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in general, like with friendships or with relationships, I think it it really does correlate to what your mindset is on it. Maybe the opposites, maybe what I think of opposites attract is, mm-hmm. you know, different people's personalities complementing each other. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Maybe that's different. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you're right, like, I do think positive people attract positive people. Because mm-hmm. we've all, everyone's had that friend who's like just such a Debbie Downer. And, and it affects the entire energy the of the room. The positive people don't want to be around Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> We're Debbie. Fuck Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think personality-wise, opposites can definitely work out. Opposites and certain personality traits, Mm -hmm. probably. Yeah, yeah. But some people also project what 
they are or aren't onto someone else. Like their insecurities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like what? Um, I think being told that I was emotionally unavailable, and I really took that to heart, but then after I looked back at it, I was like, you know, I was actually the way more emotionally open one in that relationship, and it <laughs> was reversed. The other person was totally not sharing anything with me, so I think that they are just blaming it on me. Right, projecting. Like they're, they're projecting of what they are, and I think that happens so often. Mm-hmm. So they see something is wrong in the relationship, but they're completely misidentifying it and throwing it on you. So they're blaming Sometimes. it on you. So this is kind of weird. Hmm. Do you ever think if someone's like, I don't want a relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. means that they think that you don't want it? Or is that just them Maybe. clearly just don't wanting a relationship? I think it'd go either way. Yeah, I think that can also be used as an excuse. I think it can be used as an excuse of I don't want a relationship and maybe that person doesn't. Mm-hmm. Or it could be I don't feel like I'm good enough for you because mm-hmm. I think that you're going to reject me. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to get out of there before that happens. Right. True. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that commitment really comes into question with when you're with this really fantastic person, I think it really makes you doubt yourself and want to pull away. I think we all, okay. So when I was listening to a different podcast, um, once they had talked about writing down Mm -hmm. the traits that you want out of a person. Mm -hmm. So that way kind of like manifesting, but like you can see on paper, Mm -hmm. like what, what you want out of a person. Yeah. I think it's always a fun conversation to have with friends. Like what's my type and they can nail it for you sometimes, but sometimes like, do you feel like you have an exact to a T type or does it kind of vary? Do you think you can pin my type? I think I could if I was like looking at a lineup. Looking at a lineup? You yeah. could be like this person, not this person? Yeah. I think so. But I think that sometimes we're all over the place. And so sometimes you just need to take a minute and be like, what do I want? <laughs> what do I want? Yeah. I, I mean, I want a guy that can, you know, I, I always focus on how they treat their mom. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's a big one. Because that is going to eventually be your future possible relationship with the mother-in-law one day. Could Mm -hmm. be. So that's really important. Um, I think starting with physical traits is probably an easy place to start. About what you want? Mm Hmm? You you could just name physical traits and be like, I want a guy that that looks like this. No, not that only. But I think it's overwhelming to sit down and be like, what all do I want in a guy? I think it's a good starting point. It's like maybe write down a few physical traits that you... uh, I would find yourself drawn to and then from there move on to like the more emotional side of traits that they have right I mean I would say I definitely had a type Mm -hmm. earlier like pin just the look of a guy Mm -hmm. but as I've grown older I've found more of the personality and the compatibility and Mm -hmm. I think that's why I weed people out so much faster now than I did when I was younger. Yeah. Because I literally was just attracted to the physical side of them Mm -hmm. and not them as a person. Right. And so now I think I'm just so picky with people because I'm like, okay, he might be attractive, but he's not this, this, and this. Right. I think, I don't know. I was talking to one of my girlfriends this week and we were having the same exact discussion and she's like, I'm trying to decide if I like him. And I was like, I think I need to do this too, but I think she needed to go home and write down everything she's looking for in a guy. And then, who knows, maybe this guy that she's interested in checks all these boxes. And it may become a lot more logical to her. And he might not even have to check all the boxes. I mean, he can check right. a good majority and maybe they no can No one's going to ever it. check all the boxes. No. But I think sometimes it can help you realize, like, 
you know what? This person is actually fantastic. Right. And obviously the ideal person would be, you know, having that spark, that chemistry, that compatibility, and also checking the boxes. Like that's why I feel like, you know, truly finding someone to spend the rest of your life with is so like, I don't know if we've talked about, I don't think we have our views on marriage. Not so much. Not so much. Like I, I, marriage isn't like super important to me. It's not. Um, I mean, if it's important to like my person, then that's something. But I also feel like so many people hop into marriages without fully getting to know the other person of like, okay, does this person truly fit my life and fit me as a person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we were talking, I can't remember what book it is, but there's one thing that was saying that the intention behind marriage has shifted over the years and say like our grandparents tended to marry more for a partner. Mm-hmm. And then our parents' generation, per se, tended to marry based on that spark in the chemistry. And so it's interesting. It's just looking strictly at divorce rates. Obviously, times change and everything. But it's been really interesting to see what is more successful. So I, I just think that's fascinating. That's always in my head. Because, like, obviously, like we said, we want that balance. But Obviously, you want to look at your person and be like, okay, I want to go home and I want to fuck you okay (laughs) like obviously a lot of people I mean I think you should be able to look at your person your person and want to rip their clothes off like forever you always want to have that chemistry for sure I mean right and that comes and it goes though yeah I mean I think you have to put work into it for sure right but I also but then there's also I feel like some of the relationships that actually last a lot longer Mm -hmm. are the ones where they're friends first Mm -hmm. and then it develops it develops that's always the dream I mean so I mean but there's there's differences to both of them because I think so many times you know you meet someone and then you feel that spark and then you get to know each other and Mm -hmm. then it's and then you you know realize are we compatible are they a person for me but I also feel like a lot of really great relationships are ones that start as friendships and then Mm -hmm. that spark I guess kind of grows Mm -hmm. no I think totally and I'm sitting here thinking too are we kind of just fucking ourselves over with dating apps nowadays? Because I think it's the intentions are so quickly like going from meeting this person to do I want to date them? Yes or no. And it's kind of leaving out the whole opportunity to become friends and then maybe let that happen down the line. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's also too, we talked about this too. Like what is your intention behind mm-hmm. the dating app? Like, right. Because yeah. we, we both say that we don't want boyfriends sometimes. But that's the thing. Like we could be out on a date with some guy who's great. And I don't know. I just, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity lost for friendships to develop and then potentially relationship out of that. Because there are people that were like, we know those people are great. Right. But I'm not feeling it right now because I'm not emotionally available. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No, but there's also a lot of guys that I've gone out with and I think that they would be a great friend, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to see them in that light because I don't have that spark with them. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. But it makes me wonder, is that like changing the whole cycle of dating? I don't know. Like, it's just like, do we have that hot fire flame chemistry mm-hmm. or is it, because normally, I mean, if I'm going out with a guy with, from a dating app, mm-hmm. which I haven't done that much, honestly. I haven't either. I haven't gone on that many dating app dates. Yeah. Honestly, I really haven't. Mine, yeah. Um, Mine's just like a handful, honestly. I mean, a lot of them have been like guys that I've met or... Mm-hmm. Or like been set up with or something or met right. through mutual friends. Yeah, for sure. But I would say, yeah, the dating app guys are definitely... I mean, you go into it knowing that you're 
dating and not going as friends. Mm-hmm. But it kind of sucks because it's like... But there's a lot of... But I feel like some of the guys that I have gone on dates with, I would be really great friends with. Yes. <sighs> yeah, but sense. it's because it's from a dating app. You just can't go there. I which sucks. Know. I wish, but... But then there's also the some of the guys where it's like I feel like, okay... You do go out on dates with them, mm-hmm. and I couldn't see them as a friend. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to be my friend because mm-hmm. I see them in that light, and I only want them to be in that light. Yeah. But then I, does that take away the friendship aspect of the relationship? You think that you can still develop that? Well, I don't know. It's like, it does there is, are they get, are you given a chance to develop it? I don't True. know. I think it depends on the compatibility as well. Wow. And that's why, too, I, I feel like when you have sex too early on mm-hmm. within any kind of a relationship, then it's it does take longer to develop that friendship side because obviously you've already introduced that to the relationship, if that makes sense. So then it's kind of like that's what the relationship revolves around at first. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much the connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it just depends on the timing in people's lives, too. I think that... Like, for me, I've noticed a huge shift in people's intentions, obviously being in college and out of college. Right. Whirlwind whirlwind of difference. For sure. I think a lot of, you know, college experiences were just like, hey, let's hook up because... Mm -hmm. It's... College is a very hookup culture. Well, because you also know you're only there for four years, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, who knows where I'm going to end up. Yeah, everyone just scatters. Skirt, skirt. But yeah, it depends on the... I mean, obviously, it depends on the person. It depends on the situation. Mm Mm-hmm. So... There's a lot. But yeah, I think if you are finding yourself questioning, you know, kind of like, what do I want? Or why do I keep having these feelings? Like, why can I just not be attracted to anybody? You know what I mean? I, feel like I think we feel that we've way. We've been in ruts like that for sure. Where I feel like, honestly, mm-hmm. the older I get and the more I learn about people, the more I'm like not attracted to someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's making But it's also pickier. confusing too, because I, I do know some guys where I'm like, oh my gosh, like... I get so infatuated with a certain guy because I feel like we have that spark. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, did I actually even really like him? Right. And why am I so upset about it? Because did I even really like him? Mm-hmm. Like if I went through all of his traits and stuff, would I be like, that's my man? I right. don't know. I mean, we talked about this. I mean, there was a guy I was talking to and... I really liked him and I couldn't stop thinking about it, but it's like, I don't even really know him Mm -hmm. to be completely honest. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know about tonight, but (laughs) I'm going to make sure I write down my full list and just try and really get my head around. What you want. Some clarity. Yeah. I've never, I've never sat down and done that. I think maybe if you have a box, like three boxes to check off. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it's like those are non-negotiables. Yeah. And then that helps you make decisions going forward and can help you maybe not be so indecisive. Ooh. Maybe. I don't know. So us going into dates now, we're going to have a checkbox. <laughs> not to put any pressure or anything, but. <laughs> not to put any pressure, but we're going to have a list of uh, a list of three non-negotiables. Yeah. But I think y'all should do it too. We should all do it. We should all do it. And if you have any really good ones, share them. Share them. Like, I'd love to know. Yeah. I love the one about how he treats his mom. That's yeah, that Yeah, that might be that might be one of my three. Mm-hmm. But if I even get to meet his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> On that note, we'll see you in the next one.